Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast where we ask the question. Oh yeah. Ooh. Remember the odds? That was oh, I yeah. was going for I was waiting for the hey. Hey! Mm. Switched it up. Cause you know I'm just such a game changer. It is March. It's time just, to change the game. Right. It is a year into the pandemic. Um, I did not know that March 11th was like the day. Yeah, and I think I have actually haven't been in office for exactly a year as of recording this. I always had like bad luck with 11s, so I think it's really funny that actually it was like declared a pandemic on March 11th. I was like, yeah, (laughs) funny, interesting. If all things go according to the current plan, there should be yes, everyone should be able to get completely vaccinated by the end of May, which is a beautiful thing. I love this plan. I hope that Dr. Jill Biden or Taylor Swift or a female who is really good at organizing things was the one who put this together because I think this is a great plan. It's a great plan. Yeah, there was a joke a while back that Taylor Swift should be in charge of the vaccine rollout. And now our plan is like, we want to get everybody eligible by May 1st. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Oh, yeah. So everyone stay safe, get vaccinated, and maybe we'll have a you know, summer will be some semblance of normal. Not total nice. normal. Right. Like, that's what kills me about what's going on in Texas. Like, first of all, the whole thing is awful. Just lifting all restrictions. All of it. Just awful. But couldn't you have at least just kept the mask protocol? Like, just keep that. Is that so fucking what a, hard? What a wild decision. So, like, both Texas and Mississippi... After, like, huge environmental disasters, just think that the best thing to do to get people off their backs is to just lift all mask requirements? Yeah. Like, I'm speechless, because, like, what do you do with that? Also, shouldn't somebody higher up be like, no. (laughs) No. No. Bad Texas. Bad Mississippi. Not a good idea. Right. I guess not. But I wanted to bring this up with you. It's been a Yeah. It's been a hot minute for a lot of uh pop icons of the two thousands. I mean, we talked about it briefly last time, the Paris Hilton documentary and Britney Spears. Yeah. Paris Hilton was on yeah. Hot Ones and I watched it. Oh my it. gosh, I wanted to watch it. How was it? It was very good. What did you think? It was just fun to listen to her, you know, kind of get what she's been doing. I knew she was like a DJ. I didn't realize how involved in the DJ world she was. I think also it's hard to picture unless we are there and a part of it. Oh, yeah. Um, so perhaps the Hot Ones interview was a chance to get a little bit of that. She also talks about like the character she played and Sean Evans, as always, coming in with some of the best questions in the game. Yeah. I was going to say, I bet she was really excited to do Hot Ones because Sean Evans would bring her some really good questions. Oh, yeah. And he, like, um, he asked some brilliant questions about, like, he asked one about paparazzi, and then he asked one of goes, he mm. asked one about, like, as times have changed and people become more self-aware of the problematic behavior, he goes, how do you feel about, like, these now, you know, apology pieces and people coming out? acknowledging how their behavior was wrong and she that was a very good question yeah and what'd she say to that she was um she talked about how because he all he also asked about what how does she think 
what does she think about being called the first influencer? And it is an interesting thing where she talks about like the character she had played, the how you know the the role of being someone in the limelight and the harassment from the you know from pop you know from the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. She talked a lot about that, and just kind of talked about like the the benefit of being more aware and how mm-hmm. nice it is to kind of get the get the acknowledgement that we are aware that this is wrong now. Good for her. Yeah. I'm happy that um, we can come full circle now and give Paris Hilton her comeuppance. She's also big into car racing. I didn't know that either. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's uh, like one of the fancy car racing things that the world does that I don't remember the name. Oh, fair. I'm bad at sports, Cardney. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> well. Yes. On this episode. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of, like, catching up yes. on a bunch of different things like this, and it's it has been a hot minute since we've been able to record. I feel like every time we stock up on a bunch of episodes, we end up needing to burn through them really quickly because things are happening in our lives that necessitate that. Yeah, it's a crazy time, people. <laughs> yeah, um, life has been a lot we are okay, but, you know, it, it's been a little hectic. So we're just going to hang out and talk about some different things. And we're also going to talk about uh, one of our favorite things that we did when we were in high school together. It was kind of an annual trend that we would do in March. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. My birthday is in March. I am a Pisces boy. And a tradition that we started, and I would think there was officially four three Mm. i would say well officially three and a knockoff fourth one that was just just upsetting and not fun but um it's it it started with four and then the next year it was three but it was a solid three and march is the third month of the year so three works for us that's yes so Mm -hmm. every year around my birthday in high school i started i wanted to have this thing called i just what did i call like uh, overnighters and essentially, mm-hmm. it started as just this goofy idea. Literally, it just started as, like, I think a few friends of mine were in my parents' basement, and we were just playing video games on a TV. Not even, like, not even an HD TV. It was just a big, old CRT TV. And we were mm-hmm. playing, like, Halo. And I was just like, how cool would it be if just we did a whole night of just this? And then the right. people put together a plan people brought other television the first one i think there was just two tvs and i think like an xbox and a playstation 3 and it just no there was definitely a, a gamecube too and gamecube yeah yeah and the whole point was just to play video games all night we got pizza we stocked i remember stocking up this was my favorite part stocking up on monster red bull and balls yes and that's yes. all it was. We just stayed up all night playing video games. I think some maybe we watched a movie or two, but it was just hanging out, playing video games with your friends all night. And it was in the basement of your place, which is kind of set up perfectly for a bunch of teenagers to do that and not bother anybody else who lives in that house. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because we could all just be like pushed downstairs stay together and not disturb anybody. Oh, yeah. Because it was essentially its own apartment, an apartment I had lived in right. brief, uh, for a few years, actually. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was, like, perfect. And it was just, 
the perfect combination of everything. And I remember, and I was, I remember being shocked, but super excited when you were like, yeah, I'm going to come. I was like, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't know how that would go. Cause it, in my mind, I was like, I'm pitching just a bunch of dorky dudes hanging out in a basement playing video games. But like that triggered something for a lot of people in our grade who really dug it and just came and hung out, even if it was for like an hour or two. I think that was the thing, right? So the first one was mostly just like for the people who were committed to playing video games. And I was the only girl who really showed up and not because of who I was with at the time, my ex, it was more like, like, I was the one who was like, yes, I want to play video games all night. And I feel like there's been this weird shift from like, like when I was in high school, you wanted to be the girl who was only like the only girl with the guys. Now we realize that there are a lot of gray layers to that statement. But at the time, like I did predominantly have more guy friends than girlfriends. So when you said like, we're gonna all hang out and play video games, I was like, I've got two sleeping bags. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was the funniest part. Committed. Was just how exhausted yeah. we get by like four or five in the morning and just like barely holding on and just that's when the stupidest funny shit happens. Yeah. At three to five in the morning, like the dawn is not a sane time for anybody pulling an all nighter. No. Playing video games. Oh my god. Because then your brain wants to like supplement the dreams it should be having. Oh my god, yes. And the first one, yeah. you're right, it wasn't it was it wasn't it was fairly I would say between eight to ten people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I know it was the core group. You were there. Um mm -hmm. one of my cousins was there. Yes. Um who else was there? I'm trying to think. And it was literally um, Joe was very committed to staying up all night yes, and playing video games. I know, games. he was Joe yeah. was there. Um, he would always commit and be like, this is an all-nighter. If you don't stay up all night and play video games, get out of my space because I'm committing to this. Let me think. There was... And it's so funny to think we literally just used big-ass CRT TVs. It's like people would be upset about that nowadays. Actually, if you're playing Melee, I guess that's the only way to play it properly is on a CRT TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I remember, so with the first one that we had, it was, I think, junior year, and that one was, yes. you know, in March, got the March birthdays in there, and then senior year, that's when we start cycling in a bunch of people who are just there to hang out for a few hours at night. We started having multiple ones. There was, like, a Christmas party one, and then there was the March one, and at some point, you guys ordered a shit ton of White Castle. That was for the third one. I remember this. So, okay, okay. Uh, to me, the first two are peak. The first one is yeah, beautiful combination of the right people. We're just hanging out, mm -hmm. playing video games, drinking an unreal amount of energy drinks. Yes. And then just shooting the shit. The second one, I think, uh, more people got, like, it was, I think it was just like, I'm the type of person, even to this day, if someone's like, I mean, obviously, minus the pandemic. If I'm hosting a right. thing and someone's like, can I bring someone? I'm usually just like, sure, the more the merrier. Yes, you are. Which is yes. both a good and bad thing. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge yes. it's, it's a good thing because I like inclusiveness. I don't like being a gatekeeper. And I like, yeah, I like people you... meeting people. Right. 
but it's... You never like keeping people out of joining in on a thing. But it can be bad because um, sometimes you have to take into consideration how certain people behave around each other. Yes. And some people are just unfortunately very upsetting people. Right. And also for me, I know that like for me personally, when I throw a party and I'm inviting a certain amount of people, it's predominantly anxiety based. For me, it's like I can feel safe around this many people and I know for sure this is how it will go with these people. These are my people that I can count on to have a good time. And then the one time where I decide, let's just invite everybody and their grandmother, that's when people start showing up who I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be like. Do we have enough food or drinks for them? Who are they going to invite? What are they doing in my house? Like, that's when I would always get. Like, that's my reason for keeping my parties small. That's Because I like to... It's all anxiety-based, basically. Well, let me tell you who is the worst with that. <laughs> yeah. You know who's the worst with that. Oh, my God. Um, literally just inviting people that she met in class because she wanted to be cool. Also, I'm leaving this in. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, it would be like, can I bring this one person that I've talked to once? That maybe, like, my friend would be interested in dating. I'm like, no, just let them go on a date together. And it's like, but they could really like each other. And it's like, sounds great. Maybe they should try that out in a date, not at my house. Yeah. Also, because you know that the people she invited didn't... I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, except the one time I know specifically these people suck. But um, they don't want that kind of pressure on them, and she's putting it on them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, but like, oh, side note, so I remember I had a Halloween party in college a few mm -hmm. years ago, and she asked if she could bring some, like, a friend, like, a friend, and I'm thinking, oh, it'll be like a friend I've met, someone cool, I'm like, alright, invite your friend, singular, four kids show up, plural. Oh, you told me about this. And I had no idea who they were, they were not friendly, they were not, like, they... And I just remember being like, who are these people? And she's like, mind you, I think we were like 24, 25. And she's like, oh, well, that's these are I my friends from feel... my community college yes. class. And I'm like, yeah. which one? Yeah. <laughs> and they showed up at my house. And they literally were there for 10 minutes, took an entire case of Coors Light, which, you know, if that's the beer they stole, I don't fucking care. And they left. Right, and so at this point, I had already stopped talking to this person, and you were still friends with them. And this is exactly, I mean, it was such a layered issue that we had with each other, but this was a really big wedge when I started to see, like, oh, you are not leaving this life. Yeah. You can't separate yourself from it. I was like, what? And we are, yeah, I was like, we are aging out of our parents' health insurance. Like, we're too old for this shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you, does it benefit you now? Like, what are they going to do? Be like, yo, thanks. We just rocked out with a full case of Coors Light. You're the best. We'll be your best friend now. I know. Or would it be like, wow, you're so cool. And then you're that older person who has respect. Yeah, they didn't respect her, I wouldn't say. No, they, definitely not. No, they took advantage of an opportunity. And they probably definitely never gave her compliments like, oh, I like your sneakers or your denim jacket or something. No, 
<laughs> I definitely didn't. Yeah. Oh, boy. But your overnighters were, like, one of my favorite things of high school. And what I thought was so great about it, too, was just how much my family trusted you guys. Oh, that is true. Because, yeah, because I don't think in any other circumstance would parents expect their daughter to say, like, hey, I'm going to hang out with a bunch of boys all night and we're going to play video games and I really want you to be okay with that. Can I go? And there were several times where I would just text my mom and be like, we're um, pulling an anime all nighter. Can I stay over? And she'd just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I'd be like, yes. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, like they had no concern. They completely trusted me with staying over. And that's a really nice feeling to have. I feel like a lot of parents would say no to that. Oh, I yeah. Think the, I think one of the following ones, somebody's parent did say no. Mm-hmm. Like another girl yes. who was invited, but I don't remember who. I remember, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I, mm-hmm. I, so what I also worked about the first one, it was, that was the trial run and it just worked. It was a really fun time. Uh, what, I, oh, you know what game was huge for the first one? I can't believe I forgot this one. Gears of War. Gears of War and Left for Dead. Yeah. Oh my God. Left for Dead was so crazy when it came out we have to talk about left for dead one day yes but left for dead was like i remember just playing that the most that one maybe that was the one mm-hmm. i played the most because like i said the first one had two tvs and maybe mm-hmm. a tiny one and maybe a tiny one yes yeah yes i remember the tiny one it was this tiny little cube and i think that was the one that we set the game cube up to. yeah the game he was on the tiny one the two x but that was more for like the 4 a.m yeah, that was the so. more, like, at the end of the night. But, yeah, the games, like, it was literally just... And, like, we absorbed kind of internet meme culture at that time. So I remember... I think it was the second one where Joe took the cocaine monster uh, bomb. That was the first one, baby. That was the first one? Yes. Oh, yes, man. the monster cocaine concoction, um, cocaine the energy drink, uh, was the first all-nighter and that we 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 came up with that idea because uh at the time one of the viral videos which is so insane to think that we call it like back then we thought it was like a funny popular video but nowadays it pales in comparison to anything it was called yeah it was still like a homegrown it was called my new haircut and it was literally just a guy acting up like a guido talking about how he's gonna go get laid because of his new haircut and he and he's ranting about, um, what is it called? Jagerbombs? Fucking shower in that shit. Fucking Jagerbombs. 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 Fucking Jagerbombs. 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 Yeah. Jagerbombs. So we're like, well, we're all good boys and girls. We don't drink. <laughs> That's another big yeah, difference. We, we didn't I drink. I think that was another part of my parents trusting it, too. They were like, there's no way she's not actually going to play video games or watch anime. That's definitely all they're doing. So we did the video gamer version. Yeah. So we took a big can. That's the thing about it now. My kidneys hurt thinking about this. We put a. I know. In a pint glass, we filled the pint glass almost full with Monster and then took a shot of cocaine, which, and if you listen to our Monster Energy Drink episode, cocaine was a, is, it was a terrible drink. 
It was literally awful. before we started recording this episode, we were talking about like not drinking caffeine, not drinking alcohol, taking care of our bodies. And then we're like, yeah, when we were 16, we thought pouring acid into acid was a great idea and just drank a whole cup of acid. Yeah, he literally dropped the shot of cocaine, which burns, it's yeah. not fun, into a thing of monster energy drink and chugged it. And I'm just like, oh my God. That's my man. Imagine doing that now. I there somehow goes I, my hero. I, I think chugging a beer is significantly easier. You know, I think so too. And even that, I'm like, oh my god, my throat burns. I can't keep doing this. Oh boy, Jesus. Also, separately about chugging beer, because we also dove back into talking about this one person. I don't be that person when it's like a waterfall challenge during a drinking game. Where you're not actually drinking the beer and you're the person starting the waterfall and you just make everybody else around you chug their beer. Don't be that person. I just got triggered a little bit. <laughs> That's fair. That person's awful. Also, this yeah, is like, nobody likes that. I think this is a problem that exists for people from like 18 to 24. I think once you're 25, you're like, I'm not playing this game. Right, exactly. There are more interesting games to play or just shut up and drink the beer. Like a normal person. Oh, man. Yeah, that was the... Okay. Because I'm trying to... So that was the first one. That was the first one. The second one... Mm-hmm. You're right. I think the second one was uh, in our senior year, and that was for Christmas. Yeah. And I thought that was a great idea because you were like, it's our senior year. It's Christmas. Why don't we have like a big overnight before everyone goes to see their families for the Christmas break? Exactly. And it was... That one was, I think maybe the perfect mix of everything like the first one yeah. the first one was the most intimate second one right. I think, it was yeah it was the little baby one mm-hmm. second one was the most like i think just the perfect blend of everything because so you know we have different groups of people coming through mm-hmm. uh the word got around and i think th- like thinking back on this as an adult what i've realized is that i think a lot less kids in our high school drank than we probably thought and I think that, like, a lot of it is, like... I have like, no way of knowing. I yeah. think so. I think so. Because, like, I, I talk to people now, and we and I think about, like, the people who used to come to these overnighters and thinking, like... And not in, like, in no way in my, in my like, junior year would I have thought they would have come and hung out with us. Mm-hmm, and it's not, mm-hmm. like, I know I should be more confident in myself. I'm just stating how I felt back in the day. But, like... I think in my mind, I like this, these, these overnighters was like an outlet to do something fun where they knew like, we're going to, I'm going to do the thing I want to do, which is be around a bunch of people and have a fun time. But I don't have to worry about like the pressure of what that comes with. Cause I think that there, there obviously totally. were, there were kids in our high school who drank, but I think that like, I think the perceived notion of who did, it was probably a lot less than we expected. Cause I think when you see the amount of people who came to something like the overnighter and just had mm-hmm. a fun time hanging out, it's like, okay, oh, yeah. I definitely think that this provided a, an outlet for someone just to come out and have no pressure. Cause that's what sucks about like going to college as a freshman is the pressure of drinking, not think, even drinking itself, yeah. just the pressure to do it. Totally. I had so much anxiety about going to parties in college. I mean, I was also just, uh, I had a lot of issues with anxiety in college in general, but it was such a shell shock for me as a lifestyle because our idea of a fun night 
was these overnighters. And it is a space where you are not altering yourself around parents or somebody to chaperone you. We were all just in a basement together. We could be ourselves. And there was no concern about safety or what we were doing. Exactly. Yeah, I think the way you put it is perfect. It makes so much sense. Like, we could just be teenagers and there were no expectations of what that would look like. Exactly. And everyone just had fun. I think that's also why this this is getting to this. I'll just jumping ahead. But this theme will come back as a problem as to why the fourth one I don't consider a real one. It's for that same reason. But now, because I don't remember the fourth one. I remember the third one, and I didn't stay at the third one. Mm-hmm. I came to hang out for a while at the third one. I don't remember a fourth one at all. The fourth one start. Well, I'll get to the fourth one. It was it, okay. it was freshman year of college, <gasps> oh, and it was when one of our friends came why. back from school. So he had already Got started it. the drinking lifestyle. So here I am recreating something that we did the year before. And I remember people oh. being visibly angry and upset with me that I said no booze. As if, like, that's what you need in college to breathe, Tom. I know. Well, it's like only a few months prior, we'd have a third movie night where everyone was content with it. Everyone was fine yeah. and, it not, and, and had a blast. A few months yeah. later, all of a sudden that pressure is on you. You have to be the cool kids drinking now. Oh my god, no, it's totally true, and that's how I felt living in the city. It was like, you live in the city now. You must have access to places where we can drink. And I was like, I'm terrified. Oh, you mean how my ex-girlfriend You mean how my ex-girlfriend would pressure you to find the place to drink? Not even her, because like she actually was the one who like found a place for us. Oh, okay. But I mean like uh, it it wasn't just her. It was like a lot of people. Um I think, but also just in general, there's, like, such a pressure in college to be, like, oh, you go to parties in college, this is what you should be doing. I rarely went to parties. I also, being a female, was always concerned of being taken advantage of, not being able to find my way home, and that carried on into school in Chicago as well. Even more so then, I was like, the subways don't run here as late as they do in New York City. I can't go out. Okay. Yeah. So I enjoyed um, those overnights where we were just having a good time. Yeah. The second one, that mm-hmm. one, I, I think most of my memories circle around the second one because, you know, same thing. We just ordered, yeah. a, got a shit ton of energy drinks, stocked up on snacks, got pizza again. Rock Band and Guitar Hero were taking, I think, a good amount of space yes. during that one. Uh, we still also. I don't know if you remember. There was one pact that you and I made that we have clearly failed since then. Wait, what happened? What was the pact? Okay, you and I had spoken secretly about how everybody loves to play Halo, and you and I are really bad at Halo. Oh. So we wanted to prove to everybody that we could be really good at Halo, and we tried to learn how to play Halo Three that night, and we. It just didn't do it. It didn't work out. Oh my god, I remember that now. We we crashed and burned that plan. I remember that plan. We're like, what if be? Wouldn't it be great if we both learned how to play Halo and be really? Because they took Halo yeah. super seriously. Yes, there's definitely data, like footage data somewhere of like an old MySpace video where we're in the corner TV and we're like Halo Three. Halo 3. We didn't. Yeah, we, didn't we tried really hard to get good at Halo. It didn't work. Yeah, we were really good at pumping each other up to get good at Halo 3, but we were not good at the execution. Yeah, we were good at convincing ourselves we could play Halo 3. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> we were super pumped about it. That's how you know we've grown up, because we've been pumped about making a podcast, and now we are executing the podcast. Yeah, and it's much easier than Halo 3. Yeah, exactly. Man, I am not good at Xbox shooter games. It's, oh, man. And this was a weird time because, like, oddly enough, in high school, I wasn't playing video games. Like, I think, even though I'm not a big gamer now, I play more video games as an adult than I did in high school. And I think it was, I kind of skipped the third, that third generation, like Xbox 360, Mm. PlayStation 3, which is weird. Because, like, I think I was, again, a big horror fan. Like, I was only really with it, video games, for the horror games. And that generation of gaming was not good for horror games. Mm-hmm. like there were but big left for dead was a lot of fun yeah no, yeah yeah. those were but, like they were like there was a couple series that's that, not like, a horror game yeah, yeah left for dead there are series that are worth playing as a horror fan and i i've since maybe gone back and played some of them but it was like they weren't the big money makers like definitely there was a there was a skew to make every game either halo or call of duty clone do you remember after and this is kind of in between the first one and the second one but Gears of War 2, when it came out, it was, or just Gears of War, when it came out, it was, like, such a big thing that what we would do in high school was what we would call, like, Gears of War mode, where yes. we would just, like, run around like we were running in Gears of War. We would like, get, this is before the Naruto running trend. We would get really low to the ground and just run yeah. up and hide behind things. That was awesome. Oh, my God. I remember Fun. that now. Plus five Gears of War points if we were able to do the somersault and then get right back into running. Gears of War. Damn, you're bringing back (laughs) the memories. Yes, and then we'd run up to each other and just go chainsaw and pretend to chop off somebody's arm. Oh my god. Or we'd imitate Dom. He's like, my wife! My wife! <laughs> Everybody who's listening is like, we don't give a shit about your high school memories. Get back These to are important. These are important memories. <laughs> also, the culture of the time. This is a funny callback. We were obsessed at the same time, and this, like, all these things tie into the overnights because the overnights were like the perfect combination of all the memes, the video games, and the culture we embraced. We were mm-hmm. big into the uh, awesome series. Those little flash animations. Yes. There was Resident Evil 4 Ugh. Awesome, uh, Metal I Gear Awesome. Those. Like yeah. all the yeah. That um animator, Ego Raptor, that's a fun callback. He is now uh, a prominent member of the Game Grumps, so he's still doing his thing. But back then we mm-hmm. knew him as Ego Raptor and he was a cartoon animator on Newgrounds. I loved the Devil May Awesome one when she, like, breaks into where Dante is. And then it's just, like, a bunch, like, as an animator now or somebody who's been trained in animation, you just see, like, lines and guns and scribbles everywhere. And she's like, and he's like, I am totally cool with this. Yeah, Metal Gear Awesome was the big, I think the most popular one. There was Metal Gear Awesome and Metal Gear Awesome 2. Right, right. Oh, we want to know the some... Mega Man rant that he does later on in his career uh, still gets quoted a lot here at my house. Nice, I love. Yeah, that. we quote that a lot. You want to know something funny? What? I went. To, I revisited a few years ago a lot of that old Rigo act. You know, all those awesome animations, and they're still fun and goofy. Not all of them age perfectly well, but that's to be expected. Sure. You know, we get it. We move. You know, you. We we don't embrace the same comedy, and we're more self aware. But mm-hmm. I don't think the response I got from 
showing one of the Metal Gear awesomes to my former partner, I don't think mm-hmm. the response I got was appropriate. Hmm. I got called. Fair. Uh, I got called um insensitive and bigoted for finding it funny back in the day not even now we Mm -hmm. watched it together and i'm like oh wow this is a very different thing i thought this was hilarious back in the day and then it led to a fight and i was shamed and guilted for it yeah tom how dare you as a 16 year old not understand the complexities of race and sexism and patriarchal values in our society and capitalism. Don't forget capitalism. You should be a fully grown socialist by the time you're 18. Yeah, meanwhile, they were definitely a fan of, like, alt-right atheists. Oh, totally. Well, you know, Doja Cat still likes to show up in some chats that she shouldn't, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, liking... Having fond memories of Ego Raptor makes me a bad person. Speaking of, like, weird things that we did, um, that, like, we realized now, like, oh, that probably wouldn't be that great. Um, do you remember after the second all-nighter, what we did was we decided to walk to the diner for breakfast, Mm -hmm. and we just started chanting things? Yes. (laughs) It was, like, seven in the morning. There's no reason. Now, if you saw a group of teenagers chanting and walking to the diner, especially without masks, you should be concerned. Oh, absolutely. Like, right. that second overnighter, we went to the diner. I don't think anyone really slept. I didn't sleep. No, no. But it was a perfect way to wrap it up. Wrap up the, mm-hmm. the overnighter. That one had... It was weird because it... I'm trying to remember. I think by this one, maybe 15 to 20 people were there at peak. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. People, like a lot of them didn't stay the whole night. They came for a few hours and then they would leave. Uh, Oh, I remember there was some drama too. Oh my God. Yes, I wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about any of that. I won't mention names, but I will mention drama. I do remember one girl came specifically because she wanted to ask one of my friends to prom. And he said, Oh, really? Yeah. He said no, and she was really upset. Huh. I didn't know that that was a part of it. I remember her asking me if he was going to be there. Oh, you know what? I remember that. I remember when, like, a couple of girls were at this one, and they were hanging out, and they were much more comfortable with their bodies, and much more like, yeah, you can grab my butt. It's okay. So it led to, like, one person then thinking it was okay for them to do that to me, and... I, like, I'm not I'm not bringing this up to, like, whistleblow on anybody. Like, I understand. We were teenagers. There were some very conflicting messages. Um, I actually was incredibly, I think, patient with that. And I just pulled the person aside and said, um, I know they're okay with that. I'm letting you know I'm not okay with that, personally. Plus, uh, my boyfriend is here. So I just want to have a good time. And I just want you to know, like, I'm not all right with that. And then literally the next day, like, three of the guys that you and I don't really talk to anymore were saying that I blew things out of proportion. No, you didn't. Right. I handled it really well. And that was a moment where I realized, like, oh, sexism is still a thing. Yeah, you handled it really well, and I'm really sorry about that. And just No, you shouldn't be sorry about that. There were mixed messages, and, like, I wasn't even mad at the person 
who didn't really understand that, you know? Yeah. I was more mad at the people who thought that I blew up. Yeah, because here's the thing. It's when they enter the picture mm-hmm. and they're asserting what they believe to be the standard of what's okay and not. Now it reinforces this. Like it's it's like you said, you pulled the person to the side, you talked to them about it, and it could have just been left at that. But now that they involve themselves and they're sending messages and they're like, what's going on, man? Now all of a sudden it becomes this, now it's no longer a personal thing where it's like, oh, I crossed the boundary. I'm sorry. We move on. It becomes right. this societal expectation of like, well, I'm told that I'm supposed to do this. And it's like, hold on a right. minute. Who's right. telling I wasn't- you you're supposed to do this? I wasn't mad at the other girls for being comfortable with that and then it leading to, like, somebody thinking I'm comfortable with it. I wasn't mad at that. I wasn't mad at the person thinking it was okay. I I was mad. I was more mad at the guys afterwards who said, like, oh, well, I heard that you, like, yelled at him. And I was like, I'm going to yell at you now. I want to yell at you now, but then I'm a crazy bitch for yelling. So, and I just wanted to bring it up because... Like, I think that there are a lot of scenarios where women are made to feel uncomfortable and then, like, we're the offensive ones for actually being upset with it. Yeah, that's that's awful. So, I'm sorry. That's my... No, don't be sorry at all. I'm just... I love these events. And I, like, wholeheartedly love talking about this. I did want to bring that up just okay. so we could talk about those sort of complex situations that can happen. No, of course. Especially between, like, teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, you're right. I think that is the, like, aside from the incident itself, that is the more problematic issue is that Mm -hmm. everyone has now, because it involves, because you're right, like, the other girls were more comfortable. They were kind of egging it on for themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, but you get caught in the crossfire and you establish a boundary. Like, that's a hard thing to learn. Like, even as an adult, I think the hardest thing is learning where your boundary is and asserting that boundary. Right. And those sort of things need to happen so that people can understand, oh, now I've learned from this situation and I want to remember that when I'm in this situation again. Yeah. But when people who weren't involved involve themselves because all of a sudden now it's seen as this attack against masculinity. Right. Right. I attacked masculinity. Sorry. Yeah, you single-handedly killed masculinity, Courtney. I um I am also the reason that six Dr. Seuss books have been discontinued. Me personally, I spoke to the Dr. Seuss franchise and said, "Hey, get these out of here. I did it. You're welcome." Yeah. Isn't a side note about that thing. Uh, yeah. Isn't it funny that a company can a f- company can decide to do something with their intellectual property and people will get mad and blame everybody else? Right. Isn't it so fun that like a business can just decide to get rid of a product and they can just make that choice and not have to explain anything whatsoever and people can just keep living their lives. Yeah, guys. Oh my god, wow. Stop complaining about Space Jam 2. Yeah. You're giving amazing free marketing. Amazing free marketing. Life has continued for years not caring about Pepe Le Pew and suddenly you are told he's problematic or whatever the fucking reason was for them cutting him out like whatever they probably just thought like let's just leave him out and focus on other characters yeah like because he wasn't even a big deal he wasn't even a big deal in the first one no he's He's not even that stringent to like the looney tunes arch of characters he's literally just a sexual assaulting skunk like he right 
You're telling me a skunk can knows how to play basketball? Also, like, you know, I've been to Paris. Catcalling is still rampant there, okay? <laughs> like, if French people don't know how to play basketball. <laughs> this is silly nonsense, Hot guys. Take. Stop stop asserting your agenda onto a skunk. A French sexually assaulting skunk. Yeah. Nobody's childhoods are at risk because scrambled eggs by Dr. Seuss has been discontinued. Nobody's been reading that shit for years. That's not the egg book by Dr. Seuss that everyone knows. Yeah. God. That's very okay. true. We had to we had to talk about that. Yeah. It works out because it's clicks and it's free publicity. So yes. It wor- I mean, yeah. it's the Grand Theft Auto mentality. It's make an outrageous thing that pisses off more conservative-minded people and they will talk about it to no end. And that's brilliant free marketing. Right, exactly. So, yeah. good job, guys. Good job, marketing teams. Putting Pepe Le Pew in your story is not an original opinion. Yeah, you're also not saving masculinity by fighting for Pepe Le Pew. Like, yeah, then he's good the job. last person you should be fighting for in yeah. terms of masculinity. Masculinity really thanks you guys for fighting for Pepe Le Pew. You're doing a great job. A stinky French skunk whose only characteristic is sexually assaulting a cat. See, this is ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> a cat who seems to keep getting herself into situations where, like, a white stripe is painted onto her back. And then, yeah. even then, the argument could be like, well, why do you keep getting yourself into situations where you have a white stripe painted on your back? That's on you. Maybe you should it's stop flaunting that white that stripe. It's your fault you're hanging out with the French skunk. Yeah. Maybe everybody knows that that skunk is well-known for doing that kind of thing, and you shouldn't be hanging around him at night. Yeah, it's the cat's fault. This was a really fun conversation. I love this. We should really, um, we should just do segments where people get upset and say ridiculous things are canceled when, like, how can you cancel something that's made millions of dollars for decades? Yeah, and it's also not canceled when the company itself removes the service or the product right. or the character it's not cancel culture when warner brothers studios and the filmmakers say this movie doesn't need a french skunk in it i know i know yeah they're just like we have lebron james we have all these other things we can just leave pepe Le Pew out it's fine yeah, he wasn't a great service in yeah. the first movie <laughs> man 2021 oh. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we should get on to the third overnighter um when i yes. remember about the third overnighter is that Alyssa and i had dressed almost cartoonishly similar to each other and we didn't even realize we were doing it i had a black skirt with maroon leggings and black boots and she had on a maroon skirt or she had some kind of dress on black leggings and maroon boots and that was the moment where my now roommate was like how did you guys dress similarly and just instinctually 
we were like, well, you see, what actually happened was um, we were born on the exact same day at the exact same time, and they put it, and they conducted an experiment on us where they split our brains and put it into each other's brains. So I have half of her brain, and she has half of mine, and that's been canon ever since. Nice, I like that. Yeah. Oh, um, and I remember White Castle was ordered, and Alyssa and I just ate raw cookie dough from the tube that we got at Stop and Shop. That's really, truly all I remember from the third one. The third one was the biggest. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the most dramatic. There was a lot of yes. fucking drama. Um, I think that um, was also the March one, but I feel like we also put it in February a little bit too. Like it was a little earlier that time. I think it was a little earlier. I have pictures here. Here we go. I have you have pictures. pictures? Yeah. I think I have pictures from the December one somewhere, and some yes. of the December pictures got into our senior yearbook, so they I have did. to look for them. They yes. did. I actually yeah. have my senior yearbook right here. Oh my but, god, um, great. I have a whole photo album on Facebook of the second one, because that one is, like I said, oh, okay, like that one. Yeah. But the we third one. We have to one, upload some of those. Yeah. The third one, I have the photos here. They're saved in a different folder. I will tell the brief story about the oh, the Mont the White Castle incident. Um, I it feel like we could cue Car- Carmina Burana again here. <laughs> yeah, it all started when um, a fellow high school student. That's how I'm gonna refer dun, to dun, him. Dun, that's, that, I'm, yeah. only, I'm only gonna refer to James as the fellow high school student. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to say friend. <laughs> No, I wouldn't either. Right, so, I don't think he and I ever had a time where we were truly ever just friends. No. So if you hear me say fellow high school student, I'm referring to him. All right. So we were all hanging out in our senior lounge. But that itself can be a whole episode of the, you know, the senior lounge. Oh my God, lounge. we should talk about the senior lounge. Yes. Because we destroyed it. We destroyed the senior lounge, but it was yeah. pretty much, it was our room we played a lot of brawl and melee nonsense in that room. Mm-hmm. A challenge was presented when a fellow high school student made the outrageous claim that him and his father chowed down two White Castle Crave boxes by themselves. Each Crave box, I think, no. comes with like a hundred White Castle burgers. That's disgusting. And I think it... That's inhumane. Like, that's not fair to the people who make those White no, Castle they gotta burgers. they got to make a hundred fucking burgers. Um, your Joe took appropriately yes. so, because I think me and my close <laughs> friends immediately, when it comes to the things this fellow high school student said, we just immediately dismissed it as nonsense and not worth getting into because we know he believes it, even though reality says the opposite. Sure. Um, unfortunately, and this is one of my favorite traits of my partner, is that he loves to call people out on bullshit. Yeah. And, he, you know, your your Joe and a friend were like, there's yes. no fucking way you ate that many White Castle burgers. That's insane. That's lunacy. And that's not, like, why would you even want to do this? Like, that, that was... Why would you even like, brag about that? That's the real that? question. Like, why would you even want about? to do this? And this... Our fellow fellow high school student swore up and down that they could and that they would. So we made it a challenge. We're like, all right, well, the overnighters next week, we're going to get a bunch of White Castle. Yeah, we're going to get a bunch. 
We got Show 150 up. burgers because we only thought, we figured nobody's going to want to have more than a few burgers. So 50 would be enough for the everybody no. else. And then the other 100 would be for the fellow high school student to Ugh. eat. And he Ugh. even said he could do it in under an hour. Oh my god, no. It's like, I actually, you know, I kind of wish I could go back to that. And like now as an adult, I would just continue to create a scenario where he could expand on the lie even more. Like, yeah, I could finish it in an hour. Actually, like, 20 minutes. And also I could drink, like, a whole two-liter bottle of soda at the same time. So I could do all those things. Yeah, it's... I would just love to keep it going. Yeah. So that was the, you know, the first two overnighters had the perfect meal. Pizza. Pizza is good. It's simple. Right. You can eat it. It's not messy. It's just pizza. White Castle, on the other hand... It gets soggy. It sits in the box. It gets gross. Oh. It's just—it's soggy by the yeah, time and you it's get just, it. It was. I remember that night. I had a bad stomachache, and I left the party to just sleep for like an hour because of how upset my stomach was from these fucking White Castle burgers. And uh, I think I was so excited to try White Castle because of Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I thought it would be really good. And that first bite, I was like, I hate yeah. this. I hate this so much. I don't want anything to do with it I ever again. I haven't had White Castle in a long fucking time. There are times where I've had it and it was good, but it's one of those things that, like, the the way the way they cook their burgers is kind of genius. They steam it. They don't put it on the griddle. It doesn't get the browning. It gets cooked in steam from the from the onions, which is a brilliant idea. But again very slippery slope where because it's already being steamed if it's super soggy it's gonna be a bad time i remember my oh. grandma to this my day grandma, i grew up with yeah. my grandma calling them belly bombers because it was known like oh you would get white castle oh my god you would eat amazing. too many and you would get a severe stomach ache yeah i i remember that now that you mentioned that i think I remember that being the thing about the third overnighter is just that everyone actually just felt really sick eating yeah. that castle. Oh, so the challenge starts. He has to eat. Uh, he has an hour to eat a hundred White Castle burgers. That is a unreasonable goal, and he nobody, nobody should do that. Nobody needs yeah, to do and that. And I remember everyone actually. It started off like making fun of him and it being funny, but then it grew to like increasingly concerning as he started to visibly like protrude sweat right and some people could definitely make the claim that the facial expressions that he was showing were also put on for sympathy but like what sympathy do you get for continuing to eat white castle like you don't get anything out of winning i believe this. he ate 34 Oh, I thought it was like 16. Maybe I, I left think at he 16. Left, I do I remember I it was in 16. the 30s. He ate 34. Oh, oh, I definitely left. Actually, let 20. me do a quick test for that. Okay, carbs in White Castle Burger. Oh, no, you already calculated it. I want to know. It. All right, hold on. Okay. So, I'm laughing so much during this episode. It's just so, so funny. Because it's just so in cringy. In one White Castle Burger, there's 14 grams of carbohydrates. Hey, Google, what's 14 times 34? 14 times 34 is 476. Jesus fucking Christ. 476 grams of carbohydrates. Oh uh, the sodium is 500. Oh hey, Google, 
What's 500 times 34? 500 times 34 is 17,000. Oh my god, oh my god, I need a glass of water. Hey just Google, okay, it. and the caloric overall calories is 160. Hey Google, how many, oh wait, hey Google, what's 160 times 34? She doesn't want to talk about it. 160 oh. times 34 is 5,440. He ate, oh my god, that's. My little 30-year-old heart can't take it. Excuse me. Yeah, I, he did that to himself. I genuinely... This person's a cop now. It's this person's job to protect people. <laughs> At least that's he what... can't protect himself. <laughs> <laughs> I can be a hero, baby. Oh, boy. Yeah, that movie... That Unfortunately, that overnight... Now, I think... We the second movie night was the right amount of people with the right amount of blending. Like yeah. there was people of different social groups, the people who We knew at that point what came. worked and what didn't and what to do better for the yeah. second time. Yeah, the second one it was like the people of different social groups and different hangouts and different scenes, but we all got along, so it was just a yeah. perfect blend we were of all people like hanging out. Interconnected a little bit in some ways. The third one, I feel like, became clicky. Like, I think you stuck to your either your friend group or your scene group, and that was it. Yeah. And I remember being a little kind of bummed out about that. But, I mean, it was also just, there was also, unfortunately, and this was no one's fault, just an unrealism amount of stupid, petty drama going on at the same time, the third one. Yeah, I remember that, and I think that was the reason why Alyssa and I didn't stay the night. I was just like, you know what, let's not do this it's okay there was like too much drama at that point yeah there was drama between uh the puberty hit the wall the puberty hit the wall yeah um i remember (laughs) two people who i used to be very close with um like were on an on again off again thing and they were not together at the time but then decided to hide with each other in a sleeping bag underneath a table with each other and everyone knew like everyone knew like oh they're 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 under the blankets making out but i remember it being like oh my god are they making out or what are they what are they doing are they back together and it's just like guys get the fuck out from underneath the table we don't need this silly shit and eat white castle okay just go be gross in a different way where we can all see your hands they should be on white castle burgers did we even do the diner thing again this time or no? I don't know. I, don't I, I didn't so. stay for that yeah. one. I don't think we did. I think everyone was just fed up and done like, with it by the end. Ugh, the heartburn from the puberty and the White Castle. Yeah, because I feel like pizza is, you know, pizza is acidic. But right. I feel like pizza still at least better suits the stomach when you're drinking a bunch of energy drinks. I don't think White Castle does the same. No, 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 no. And then I can talk about the fourth one. Let's talk about the fourth one briefly. I know you have to get going soon. Yeah. Yeah. So a few months after this, we graduate. We go to, you know, we get ready. We're going to college. I have my first girlfriend. And I tell her stories about these overnights. And she's like, oh, my God, this is all clicking to me now. As soon as you said that. 
she really wants to do one. And I'm like, I want to have one. And this was, I think it was in October. Okay, Joe and I were definitely Colum- not there for this. No, you guys were not. But it was, it was the, it was a last minute decision because our friend was coming back from school for Columbus Day weekend. And we were like, we can have a big get together. And I'm like, let's have an overnighter. And I was just like, super excited and proud and everyone was on board you're thinking this is gonna be a great idea yeah yeah one of my i think something either my cousin or somebody was like should i bring the booze and i was like no like you know there was never booze at these things and it just put a damper on the whole thing and nobody was happy and i remember trying to recreate that overnight experience and it just being a fucking miserable time like no like is everyone because like now everyone had that pressure, that freshman year pressure. And like our friend had gone away to school. So he already started like he was already into it. We also like, he didn't all, like, have he... a lot of people going away to college, really. No. no. So for him, it's like he had these stories of these are already drinking. And now the pressure's on for the rest of us who were commuters to like try to, you know, to be cool and have these fun events. And and here I am. And I think. I do remember my ex was really excited and glad that she got to stay over. And it was like the first time that we shared a bed together, like a little risque. But otherwise, I was disappointed <laughs> and sad. It just felt like it. Yeah, I think the end of that kind of what's, era. What's sad about your first relationship is just I think that genuinely she just wanted to feel like she had people's approval and was included in a lot of things. And I think that's also sort of, like, where you connected with her as a person was because you wanted to include people in things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But that overnight, it kind of killed the vibe, and I just felt really sad. I was like, damn, man, you know, like, like the overnighters are done. The generation is over. I was going to say... I think it's one of those moments where, you know, you just kind of realize that, like, there's something good that we made, that we created, and then just eventually, over time, you age out of it, and you change as people, and there's no, you know, red light, green light to let you know when that's going to happen, but then once it does happen, you can't recreate it, and then people who try to recreate or hold on to that thing, that's when it's a problem. Yeah, and I think... Yeah. Things evolve and things can change. I think that because the overnighters are not the last time I would host a thing like that. But things and times change. Right, right. And we still had plenty of nights where we would stay up at somebody's house till 4 a.m. watching an anime. And that's basically the same thing. Like, we didn't realize we were doing it or that it was a plan, but we would have nights where we still, you know... Had late nights. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Doing stuff. But that is the story yeah. of the overnights. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I didn't touch upon that you may remember? I'm really glad you brought in some of the memories. I was like, whoa, that that's... I didn't even remember that. Either. I know. I was a little worried. I was like, I was... Like, I can't really remember it narratively, but I remember these little moments and things that happened. I do remember the first one, and I think this was the thing that made us realize, like, oh, this is going to be a good time, was I took out my camera, and everyone just started singing and dancing to Come On Baby, Light My Fire. Oh, my God. I think I have that video I was going to say, that video is somewhere. It's on my Facebook. Yep, Light My Fire. We did the little song and dance yeah. and just waving the fingers. And that's when we were like, oh, this is good. This is a good time. 
this was, that was such a good time. Yeah. The, 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 think about all the people where they are now and how they they were in my basement I know. <laughs> singing "Come on, baby, light my fire." One of them's a teacher. Yes. One of them is a one of them is a top engineer. Yes. I don't even know which company anymore. He just I don't know. he travels I don't the know. fucking world. He's so busy. And he was singing. He's so busy, and he was singing "Come on, baby, light my fire." With my mom at my sweet sixteen. <laughs> he did. He's such a good lad. He's a good dude. And then, He's a good dude. And then I work in the news. Yeah. You are you're a you are a professional I know. teacher. I'm like an academic. You professional, you're an academic. Yeah. Which everybody should just know, like being an academic is just like, you know, you think that you're supposed to be like on top of your shit and getting stuff done ahead of your time of your deadline. No, it, it just means more likely if the deadline is like yesterday that like you're sending it in at eleven thirty five at night. Yeah. But yes. Yes, I am a professional academic and artist, so that's fun. And I'm just a I'm just some guy. No, no no no. You do some pretty cool <laughs> shit too. We we run a podcast. We're I awesome. Do. We do <laughs> I think I'm going to make Tarot Thursdays a regular thing. I have fun with that. You also, should use using... Tarot Thursdays as like a time to shame people. I love that. Also, if anyone follows me on Instagram, go to my Tarot Thursday post and just, just read to the bottom. Yeah. I have a slight criticism of people. Yeah. So I'm like, and I saved it. It's reflection on tarot very... cards and also spilling a little bit of tea. Yeah, a little subtle jab, a very passive-aggressive jab at certain people feeling angry right now. Um, Tom, very quickly, yes. do you think that running an overnighter would be successful now? I say yes. You think so? It wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I think, I think, well, it's hard. I mean, I'm fucking 30. I know, I feel like if I tried <laughs> to stay up all night, I'd just vomit. Like, I'd get a migraine. I think I could. Yeah. I think I could, but that's just the nature of my work schedule to begin that's with. That's true. Um, I think I've, I think that, like, as with all things, things evolve. And I think I definitely, not a full overnighter, although I'm sure I could do it, but like people make a living having these 24 hour Twitch streams where they're entertaining. And it's like, that would be fun. Like I could see that. Oh, that'd be that. fun. Yeah. That being something I could commit to and just host an event. And I mean, I, I host events online now, like, true. so true. I think, I think it's, it wouldn't be the same. And for, for a lot of reasons, rightfully so, we do not need right. 150 probably be for White the Castle Burgers. Yeah. And we also like, don't need to like relive the like youthful exuberance that like the, of the energy that you have when you're 17 and you can no just one stay should up drink. No one should drink that many energy drinks ever. No, no, don't do that. But um, I think a fun, a fun night of shenanigans and foolishness and socializing is still a very you know capable thing. Cool. I am a hundred percent on board with you know maybe recreating something like that in the future. Yeah, when the pandemic's over. Of course, definitely. Yes. Yeah, Nobody yeah, like as like a now. celebration. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, though? I don't know. I mean, part of me is like part of the fun was that we could just be isolated and be ourselves in a basement and play video games together. Now we have places of our own to return to. 
Mm. And instead of like sleeping on the floor of a kitchen, like that definitely hurt Joe's back and we could just go to our own home and sleep in our own bed. You know, it was like things like that, yeah, yeah. like the yeah, actual routine of it, I think would yeah. make it difficult to make it as enjoyable. But I mean, the, like the purest of the concept of it, it, it could be possible. I think also it depends on who we'd invite. Yeah. Yeah. We know who not to invite. Not throwing shade. Um, throwing not shade. somebody who would eat a shit ton of White Castle. No. The funny thing is, a lot of people who are there, they either know who, like, we're talking about and why we say that, and then the people who would be upset about it aren't going to listen to this anyways. Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Tom, what has been your obsession? It's been a few weeks, so it's, it's been yeah, a that's while. right. Yeah. Um, finished WandaVision. Nice. Um, uh, I get the disappointment, and to a degree, I'm a little disappointed, but I'm I just think disappointed the... that I had the ending ruined for me. I'm surprised people are disappointed yeah. by it. Yeah, I think overall, the story for Wanda and Vision, beautiful story, and I'm very happy with its conclusion. But otherwise, I get the I get why people are upset. It seems mm-hmm. like, it just seems like for larger universe building, some missed opportunities. But you know what? It ended in a not. I I guess the big argument is, bes- despite some things like you know big battle, it didn't end traditionally very Marvel. Even though mm. one of our friends argues that it was horrible, the whole show was horrible writing, and it was very Marvel. Even though it didn't give you that Marvel ending, which I don't okay. understand. I don't. I just think he, uh, again, it's that too cool for school problem with him. I think I need to watch it and create an arbitrary opinion. Yeah. Now that I've had the ruin, the ending ruined for me, I got no skin in this game. I also totally forgot, like, I knew that the character's name was Vision. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I had a moment where I was like, why is Wanda's name the only person whose name is in the show title name? And then I was like, Oh, Wanda Vision. Like I had a moment where I was like, yes, Paul Bettany's character is named Vision, but separately, why isn't his name included in the title? Oh, wait, yes, it is. You are an idiot. <laughs> it happens. Don't worry. You are an idiot. <laughs> it happens. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought about the other day. I'm like, oh, yeah, Wanda Vision. Wanda Vision. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I it, I was like, yes, Wanda's name is in the title, but why isn't Vision's? Oh, okay, yes, it is. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. but uh, what about you? What's been your weekly obsession? Ooh, um, I finished the City We Became by N.K. Jemisin. Nice. Amazing book. People should stop um, putting Hunger Games into their high school English curriculum and supplement it for the City We Became. It- nice is an amazing sci-fi narrative representation of white patriarchal values and it is so good like the enemy is basically the white patriarchy but also the villain embodies themselves as a white woman it is so important and it is so good okay it's it's a very good book nice all right yeah all right are we cool if i wrap it up here yes all right well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our more relaxed fit episode, reflecting on the memories of the 2000s and the overnighter. I mean, yeah. it seems like it was, you know, I think 
ultimately because it encompasses so much the memes the culture the lifestyle the drama the penny mm-hmm. you know just the fun of that time mm-hmm. you know so i think it was a well worth it episode and we should do a whole episode i think we got to do an episode on parallax too yeah that we talked about that of... in an earlier episode and getting ready for this one i was like i can't think of overnighters without parallax so we will have to cover parallax at some point I think part of the reason I did this wasn't inspired by Parallax. I think that was a part of it, but you know what? At, at that point, by the time that we started our overnighters, uh, Parallax was already closing, and they couldn't yeah. do their overnighters anymore. So I, I was one of the only people who was like, this chapter, my life is closed. It's okay that Parallax is closed. Now we are going to do our own thing, and it can be just as fun. Actually, I think they're more fun. Nice, there was a yeah. lot more of that um, smoochy smoochy under the table shit at the Parallax Overnighters. Really? Than yours. I, oh I my god! Need, yes. I would. I really want to hear these stories because I only I used to go to Parallax. For anyone who's not familiar, Parallax was like a gamer cafe that mm-hmm. would host LAN parties and the current console generation. Yeah, we'll definitely get into it more when we maybe we could do that next week. Our next week yeah, episode we, could oh, be Parallax. I would love to. Can we yeah. please do that next? Yeah. yeah. Joe still has several shirts that he got from there. And also I just gave him the shirts. So maybe I'll wear it. Uh, we Yay. have several Parallax shirts here. I Because I, you'll know all the tea that I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. But guys, with that, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. And with that, be sure to like us on the Instagram. Remember the 00S podcast. Bam. You can listen to us on Spotify. Bam. Google. Bam. YouTube, iTunes, and that motherfucker, and that and that motherfucking Amazon who just kind of took us and put us there. Yeah, that was not consensual. We don't consent, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, well, that sounds pretty, pretty on par. (laughs) Oh shit! All right, right, but all right, guys. With that, thank you so much, and tune in for the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. seen anything like this before. Jesus, don't let that stop you from smearing it all over yourself. They're changing. God damn it, Bill. Oh, it stinks. (laughs) Someone's still alive. 